personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. A lot of these businesses out there, they're, they're, they're not sure what to do. I, as we were discussing, there's people at home businesses. Someone we know is doing a camp in their backyard and another person is renting a boat slip. And then there's this and that and everyone's fighting the power. They're fighting the power, but they're fighting it the wrong way. You know, I believe that you have to save the tatas. That's one of the rules in the world. Save the tata. Have you heard of this, Lauren? And no, so, well, no I, one's heard of that. I, well, I worked at the Kinsey Institute for Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. I was a nobody, but I did work at the Kinsey Institute. His so at one point, it's my claim to fame. <laughs> one summer, I did this. It was very. I was like a research assistant, and I learned that you have to save the tatas. And I thought that there's no one doing it better than my man Nick Watt. Nick is over at Madison, Wisconsin. He works at Kramer Elkins and want. He's this super lawyer. And what he did is he's working with these strip clubs that were shut out of the PPP loan. And no, they didn't break windows. And no, they didn't riot. And no, they didn't spray paint. You know what they did? They hired Nick Watt and they fought for their right to party. Nick, you're on the line with us. Can you tell us a little about your case, this Camelot Banquet Rooms case? I want to know what's happening. Yeah, uh, thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad to talk about it. Essentially, what it boils down to is that the Paycheck Protection Program that was instituted as part of the CARES Act and in response to the coronavirus pandemic shut out clubs, strip clubs, and other businesses of quote-unquote a purient sexual nature is what the SBA called it. Love that term. And it, Yeah, right, and no one really knows what it means. Even the SBA couldn't define they didn't it, even try in your case. I saw the judge <laughs> no. took note that they, they, they just sidestepped that. And the judge even said something about it being, they're, they're saying, well, we're not going to comment about it being obscene because that's irrelevant, basically, although that's a First Amer Amendment thing. They said, but they didn't even comment about it being a purient interest. That's right, right? Correct. Yeah, they, they didn't even bother to explain, define what purient meant or if, what, if it even applied to my client. So. You and defined I, I it, though. You defined it. You yeah. did. Your contention, sure. it says, a, a worker performance must appeal to a shameful, morbid, and unhealthy interest in sex as opposed to a normal, healthy, and sexual desire. And I have to tell you, I find that unhealthy interests are actually very healthy in sex. Like, I worked at Kinsey, like I was telling you. Like, as long as you're not hurting other people, how do you ever cross that line? That's a good point. And then, you know, certainly the courts haven't come down specifically. You know, every case is different, but uh, certainly our argument is that it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, th these regulations were written in the 90s, uh, pursuant to the regular traditional, quote unquote, SBA loans for small businesses. And, you know, strip clubs and, and clubs um, like that have been shut out from small business assistance since the beginning, even before uh, Corona pandemic, you know the the coronavirus pandemic. So, if a club or if a, an entrepreneur wanted to come and start a business and needed a little help, they couldn't come to the government for it, which um, is ridiculous. And right, we certainly know that. Uh, 
How are you supposed to get your uh, lunch buffet if if there's no strip club? You need the strip club to get the lunch buffet. That's a very important thing. You get the fried shrimp. Everyone knows this. And it's the way to go. So, Nick, here's the part I wanted to uh, ask you about because I thought this was interesting. The court said in your case that there's new dancing. They went to this word new dancing because they said the federal register when it first came about said that it shouldn't apply for new dancing. But the court said what is new dancing? What type of form of new dancing? And since you've went through this 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 case now, I think you're an expert on different forms of new dan- dancing. So what I don't understand is how, if you're wearing pasties, how is that new dancing? Well, certainly it's not. And every club, obviously, some clubs have fully clothed or, you know, bikini, the bikini bars. Some have pasties. Some are fully nude. Some are topless and not uh, bottomless. So it really doesn't matter what you're wearing. It's the expression that the, the, the dance is meant to convey. And erotic, um, sensual messages that are conveyed by new dancing as part of law are con- protected under the First Amendment. But yet the SBA said, we basically don't care. The government was um, suppressing that, that level of speech through, through the Paycheck Protection Program. And it, it's our contingent also through its traditional, uh, more traditional loan programs. Uh, so, you know, new dancing can come in any kinds of variety. As I noted, uh, as we noted, and my client noted in our complaint, you know, pole dancing, which is a traditional form of dancing. In it's exercise clubs, now. It's exercise. Is, is, it's, yeah, there's, there are fitness centers for it that people teach it. Uh, it's, it's a federated sport in many countries. In fact, it's kind of, it's moving its step. I mean, it's, it's asking for recognition as an Olympic sport. So Nick, here's and the part so, I don't understand though. On your interests, when I go on to Nick Watt on Kramer, Elkins, and Watt, I see that you have two fabulous interests. You like bacon and you like roller derby. And I was a fan instantly when I saw a man that likes bacon. But how come you're not a professional pole dancer? I thought it should have said there that you're going to go into the Olympics as the first male pole dancer representing the United States. Well, uh, if, if you can hire me a personal trainer, Andrew, and, and get me, uh, you know, south of 300 pounds. and No, don't give forward, up the bacon. Maybe I could do it. Don't give up but the bacon, exactly. man. And the beer, too. I like the beer. So, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> my, my, I, I am not a man of, uh, of, uh, of an athletic or <laughs> small physique, and I certainly don't have the core strength that many of the at least women that I've um, viewed and experienced and observed on uh, on the poll have. I mean, the athletic, uh, the athletic strength and uh, skill that is required to do a, a real um, pole dance is quite uh, amazing, in my opinion, just the strength that's required. So 100%. You know, there's certainly nothing purient about it, right? It, it's, and even if, there is, even if there is a reason, you know, you want to go see some breasts, um, see some ladies dancing, tip them, what's wrong with that? It's healthy. It's, it's a normal part of society. There are strip clubs everywhere, and, and, and did the district they court are note, authorized by local? Didn't the district court note that nude dancing is a form of expression protected by the First Amendment? I thought that was the most interesting Absolutely. thing in the court, and you were in a federal court that said nude dancing is a form of expression protected by the First Amendment. It actually said thus Congress could not flatly prohibit the plaintiffs from offering erotic dance entertainment. So what I'm wondering, and this is really the key. There's businesses out there that 
certain people in society just don't like. And I'm not telling them to like it or not like it. Just don't go. It's easier. You see a strip club and you don't like strip clubs, don't go to the strip club. That's like an easy solution. And then there's places that have medical marijuana. They're having the same issue that you're having with this PPP. And they're all getting shut out. And wasn't your whole contention that the PPP had nothing to do with value systems? It had to do with saving our small businesses in the face of a pandemic? Tell me about that. Absolutely. So we, I think everyone, all your listeners, and, and pretty much anyone out there can, can understand the impact that the uh, pandemic has had on small businesses. As a small business owner myself with a law firm, I can, I can tell you that it's been difficult. But places of mass, ga- mass gatherings where people go to commiserate and have fun together and gather in a group, such as bars, restaurants, and strip clubs, are going to be the last places that are going to recover. Well, how do you go to the, the champagne room? Open. That's what I want to know. How right. do you go to the champagne room with COVID? Like, how is that going to go down? Right. It's just impossible. I saw a strip club. I don't know if you saw this. They're doing delivery, topless delivery. We saw another one that's doing a drive-through show. You got to get those, yeah. in- ingenuitive with this, this strip clubbing because otherwise these businesses are going to fail. And you might be sitting in your community and listening to me and go, what? Well, guess what? They pay real property taxes on their property. Guess what? They probably have a landlord that wants to get paid. And I'm an investor. That's what this show is about. I'm a real estate investor. And if your money's green, I like you. That's just how it is. Like, I want some money to come in. And when these businesses are being targeted, because you didn't just sue on the First Amendment, you didn't. You sued on equal protection clause. Isn't that treating certain businesses unequally? Sure it is. Absolutely it is. It's basically the government saying we like this kind of business and not that kind of business. When in fact, I mean, we talk about the Paycheck Protection Program and and its response, again, uh, to the pandemic. But again, going back to the beginning of the SBA, the SBA was created to protect free enterprise and support free enterprise. And I don't see how the government picking and choosing what, what, uh, you know, what what programs or what kind of businesses it wants to support uh, meets those objectives of the SBA. Well, I'll Uh, tell you what, Nick, a lot of people hate lawyers. So are we going to be shut out next? Like the lawyers, they call us the liars. They don't even say lawyers. They say liar lawyer. And I don't want to get shut out next. We have to protect each other. Like this is not right that the government can, because you have one regime, you have the Democrats, you got the Republicans, they all like different people. Uh, Every four years, are you going to shift which businesses are allowed to exist? We need to support capitalism. That's actually the key. The key word is capitalism, people that are helping our society. So Nick, if... If people wanted to like advance their business, they shouldn't riot. Nick, they shouldn't go break the law. They should sue to get the law changed. That's what your people did. Isn't that what they did? That's absolutely right. Uh, you know, our system of government has, I mean, uh, you know, it has the courts for a reason. And the reason is to enforce your rights. And so I would uh, certainly encourage any small business um, that feels that their rights are being violated by the government to, to seek an attorney. And uh, Nick, because that's that's the system we have. Nick, you're located in Madison, Wisconsin. And for people that don't know the the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, the, what a what a what a place! You got you got uh, Kramer, Elkins, and Watt, and you can go into federal court almost anywhere. There's a way that a, a lawyer that's licensed in one federal court can go almost anywhere. So if you're a business that's getting shut out because of equal protection or First Amendment, you could be calling up my man Nick Watt. But Nick, before I let you off the line, I just have one question about strippers, since you're the expert. Do they all smoke sure. um, Camel 100s? 
Camel 100s? I always see them with a 100, the long cigarette. I'm just wondering yeah, if that's like a thing that when you get indoctrinated. No, I mean, um, most of my experience is that many of them smoke, smoke, smoke some sort of menthol cigarette. Oh, it's the so menthol. That's, that's my see, answer. now I'm an expert. Yeah. I want to thank you for yeah. joining us, Nick. You've been great. Keep advocating for the rights of free speech, equal protection, and the rights for businesses and capitalism to succeed. That's Nick Watt over at Kramer, Elkins, and Watt. Thanks a lot. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.